This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to the Moving the Needle Podcast, where we ask, what moves you? Excellent or bogus? Did anyone do the right thing? Do you mess with the Zohan? With me tonight to discuss Do the Right Thing, Rocky versus Creed, childhood guilty pleasures, a test of time, you don't mess with the Zohan, once upon a time in Hollywood. With me tonight is Stephanie. Hello. Roy. Hello. And Hanno. Yo. We want to thank you for listening on iTunes. We're also available on Spotify. Just about everywhere you can find podcasts. We are. So come on now. Google Let Play. Us know. Email us at mtnpodcast at gmail.com or, or on facebook.com slash mtnpod. Twitter and tweet us at mtnpod. There's so many ways to find us. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. Mike here. Check out our homepage, WeebyGeeks.net. Right-hand side is our affiliates. Support them, supports us. Also, too, check out our partners, Found Me and Heroes and Villains. Click their images, and you, too, get 15% off your first purchase for using the code WeebyGeeks, all one word. Also, too, check out the picture that's got the rotating images. That's our web store. It's a great place to get all your Weeby Geeks, Mighty Marvel Geeks, and Wookiee Radio logoed merchandise. So, all that can be found on the right-hand side of WeebyGeeks.net. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is Extreme Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. So welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is the dashing duo, Derek and myself, Mike, and we're being joined. Thankfully, they're they're not as scary as the movie they're on sounds, but f- yeah. three members from the cast, or three cast members from the movie Echoes of Fear, we have Hannah Race, Trista Robinson, and Marshall Hilton. How's everyone doing tonight? Great. Very well. So tell us, whoever would like to jump in first, tell us a little bit about the movie. Now who wants to go um, to that? <laughs> that may be Trista since so she's seen it the most. Yeah, it revolves yeah. around her character the most, too. <laughs> um, so uh, from my point of view, the movie is about a girl whose grandfather dies and then she moves into the house, his house, and it's haunted. 
Okay. So you guys can contribute um, what you want as well, of course. So I placed Steph. She starts to get pretty wigged out in this house, and she needs to get it ready to sell because she can't afford to keep it. And she calls me up, and I come, and I kind of help her look into what the weird occurrences could be in this house. And we wind up getting to the bottom of it, and it's very spooky. Yeah. How far do we go with this? Since the movie's out, do we do we still have to play the spoiler thing, Trista? What do we do with that? If you're asking me, I would um, say, yeah. I don't know that I'm the authority, but okay. I, I'd rather be safe oh, than stuck. All right. Okay, so um, I play the nice neighbor next door. <laughs> the end. <laughs> How's that? Um, it, you know, I actually, there, there are... Is it, the, this story is deeply layered, and, and there's a lot of misdirection and a lot of sleight of hand. And it was purposely done that way. Um, and, you know, not to go into it too deep, um, things are not what they see and always what they appear. And this thing kind of unfolds, and it gets kind of twisted. And, it, and you think it's, you know, you think it's just a ghost story, you know, a whodunit. You know, she finds a house, got to figure out what the hell's going on. There's some creepy shit, right? And then it just kind of takes kind of a hard lift in the third act as it starts unwinding and unraveling. And it just, it kind of takes you into a direction that you absolutely don't anticipate at all. And I mean, and so we had to deal with the sleight of hand of not giving it away. So you're like playing cards, especially with my character and, 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 you know, you, 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 the joy is in keeping the secret, you know, you have to keep it as long as you can. You can't give it up and you just let it go. Yeah. I, I was going to say right up to about a half hour left in the film, you, you think it's a normal ghost story. And then, as you said, that hard left twist was perfect. I did not see it coming and I enjoyed yeah. every minute of it. Yeah, I had some reservations, you know, um, uh, not not because the writing was bad and all the other stuff. It's just just some of the stuff was just hardcore, you know, um, from a you know from a point of view of you know just putting your place putting your mind into a place that you had to deal with things like that. Um, uh, Hannah and and, and uh, Trista was uh, pretty much more straightforward with discovery, you know, discovering new things, discovering new things, trying to figure it out, getting kind of twisted up, and and David was completely different, dude. I, I, I think I enjoyed originally seeing David with the oxygen, but yet smoking a cigarette. Like, no, okay. yeah. So how do you, yeah, 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 yeah. How do you, you know, I mean, really, you know, when, when you're an actor, you're going, okay, you know, here's this thing, let's read this thing. And, you know, says he's breathing through an oxygen tube and he's hunched over and he's got a cane and he's smoking a cigarette. I mean, that's intriguing just like that. You know, you just go, oh, wow. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't even care if he said stupid shit just to do that would be cool, you know, because it's such a that's such a dichotomy of, a, you know, I mean, it's like guys that drive fast, you know, and people that do dangerous things and they keep doing it, even though they know it's going to kill them and yet they keep doing it, you know, right? Yeah. Uh, but but David is David is um, <laughs> see, I can't say it. I just can't talk about it. <laughs> I just can't talk about it, but, you know, it, like I said, things are not always what they appear. That's all. Now, with Hannah, this was your second film? I've done a few short films, a pilot, and this is my first feature film okay. and my largest role so far. Oh, congrats. Thank you. How how intimidating was it for your first feature to go into this type of horror film? 
I, I would say almost a suspense thriller. Yeah, it's definitely, it's more along those lines. I think suspense and thriller, which is my genre. I love that um, as far as being a viewer of those films. Um, it actually, I feel like the interesting answer is to say like, oh, it was so different, but it wasn't because my formal training is in Clue Gilger's acting workshop. And as you know, he's, he's huge in the horror community. And um, he writes the scripts for us to perform in class. Every workshop that we do is a three-day long course. And you're essentially filming a short film each time. So I've taken around 20 of those courses. And each one, he, he usually writes horror. So I was pretty used to it by the time I did Echoes of Fear. Okay. But it was I'm very primed to be in that atmosphere. Okay. And Trista, what what brought what was appealing about this movie to draw you to it besides the page? Um, well, I'm a, I, I'm a huge horror fan, so um, I thought that the script was very unique and smart. I didn't think that the character was cliche. I thought the character and the story both had very unique arcs, and I thought that they were very unpredictable. So um, that's what excited me, as as well as I had worked with Brian Lowe on another film, and so I was excited to work with the same creative team again. Okay. Yeah, you were you were uh, you were pretty good in the film. I definitely I definitely felt uh, the fear that your character was feeling. Thank you. That makes me so happy. Thank you so much. So, what were some of the craziest moments that y'all filmed during the film? Do you guys remember that um, uh, that cable service man that came down into the basement while we were in the middle of that final scene? You remember when that guy came down there? Do you remember yeah. that, Trista? I, I actually don't remember. I'm sorry. No. Oh, but we were down in that little basement of this house in the valley, San Gabriel Valley, in the San Fernando Valley, and, and, and it was a very small little space. And in that space is where the people who owned the property had all the cable and the router gear and all that kind of stuff. You know, you guys don't remember that. And that big, that big homie, that big black guy came down there to take a look at the stuff inside the basement. And I had all the David stuff on and you guys were sitting in there and Lo and Brian were in there. And that guy walked down those stairs and his eyes were this big. <laughs> you know, remember, you know, familiar. The more you're talking yeah, about it, the more I think I'm starting to remember it. <laughs> no, no, I, I had, I was sitting there and I had the, I had the, the mask on. I had the dark robe on. Tristan was in there. You were in there. And all of a sudden, that door opened up, and this guy, he looked like he was like 6'2", 6'4", big dude, and he was a cable guy. And he saw me sitting there with that mask on, and these girls down there in a freaking camera, and he was just like, his head was on a swivel. He went, whoa, whoa. He was trying to, he was trying to figure out what the hell was going on in this basement like we were shooting a snuff film or something. Um, that was really, really strange. I remember he, he had to ch like check on some stuff, and he did some shit, and he just kind of looked at everybody, and he kind of shook his head, and he walked back up that. Those, those stairs were wicked. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was that was. Uh, how, how tempted were that you? Was, that was that was pretty. Huh? How tempted were you to turn to him and say, "You're next"? Oh, you know, <laughs> it, it, you, the thing is, is we were deep in that last part, and that was a very intense, emotional, and mental, and crazy place to stay in that kind of mindset in a little tiny room, and it was hot as hell in there, and it was dusty, and it was dirty, and it was really tiny. You know, cement walls, jagged shit all over the place. 
And, and um, you know, to, to have to take a break while you're in that, to wait for somebody to do their work, it, it, it was, there was, for me, it was just too intense. I just kind of just put my head down after I saw his face. I said, I, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> you know, and he, it was really weird. So, uh, Hannah and Chester, you, did you, did you girls have uh, trouble crawling around in all the tiny little spaces in that house? Oh my gosh, we spent hours and hours in there. And luckily they were sweet enough to give us these face masks so we wouldn't be breathing in all the dust because we were really kicking up some dirt in there. I enjoyed those parts. I was about to say that was one of my favorite parts of this film just because it's so different. When am I going to get to do that again? You know, possibly mm-hmm. never. So um, I was trying to soak it, in as much, soak it in as much as I could. I don't know how Trista feels about it. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it was super challenging. Um, Being in the crawl spaces, I would say, was the most challenging part of the shoot for me because, um, you know, it's not a set. Those are really crawl spaces in their real haunted home. (laughs) So um, we couldn't stand up. We were hunched over for a lot of hours. When we would wear those masks, they would leave marks on our face, which would be a problem for makeup, etc., as well as just um, every time we moved, dust w- clouds would form, and then that was a problem for the camera. So it was very cumbersome to shoot in those cramped spaces. And I don't know about Trista, but I was always really itchy afterwards because I think maybe some of the insulation or something was in that dirt. But oh, wow. It was- I still enjoy it. I'm surprised they didn't do like a very light misting water to kind of help keep the dust down. Might have gotten muddy. Then you have mud. That's true. (laughs) That's true. You you pick your poison, right? It was hard getting into those crawl spaces, too. As you see in the film, she and I get to do some pretty badass stuff to get into them, some of them. And uh, I I was pretty bruised up from that not complaining still enjoyed it (laughs) but um it was it was cool because it's like we were doing our own stunts to kind of jump through those walls yeah that that was i'll give you credit i don't think i could have done that (laughs) (laughs) brian asked me when i was auditioning if i was claustrophobic he's like it's not gonna work if you're claustrophobic though Not, luckily. <laughs> See, those crawl spaces seem to like I could probably get away with being under there. I mean, I'm not a skinny guy at the moment. I'm working my way back to it. <laughs> but at least there's room, you know, a little bit of room to at least be able to walk on all fours. And I would have been okay with that and not feel totally cramped. Yeah, that's how I felt. We could move around. I mean, like she said, it did kind of take a toll on my back as well as hers, I guess, um, because you are on all fours fours or you're crouching down but um we also had a lot of time when they would set things up they'd let us out of the crawl spaces you know or we could sit down and we did a bit of sitting in there okay instead of craft services do they bring massage services for you guys for afterwards yeah right (laughs) (laughs) we have those coming (laughs) so how did y'all and um was this something I know I asked what drew y'all to the movie? Did they reach out to you guys? Did y'all do some reach out to them? Uh, was it a, a casting call that took you that took you guys? Well, I know that they had Trista in mind, so she she'll probably tell you about that. Oh, okay. Thanks, Hannah. <laughs> well, 
<laughs> I think that's where casting began, though. So. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, so I had a small role in Brian Lowe's previous film called Malignant, and I was referred to audition for that through Mark Savage, um, who shot Purgatory Road, which is another film I have out this year. So... Um, just through this other filmmaker, he referred me to audition for their other film, and then they called me into audition for Echoes, and they um, had written it with me in mind, but they didn't want to let me know that they wanted me to come in and audition. So that was, they told me later, which was very, obviously very gracious and lovely and sweet, and I'm very grateful for that. I am. I was referred to them by another filmmaker, Ed Polgarty, who whom I had done a reading for for his film, but they weren't filming that quite yet. But he told me, "Hey, I know these people making a film. They're looking for like a, a blonde twenty something, and I just feel like you'd be good for it. Can I pass your information along?" And I was like, "Yeah." So um, that's how my audition got set up. And then I was called back twice more, and I got it. They said they liked the chemistry between Trista and myself. Sorry, Marshall. There you go. That's uh, all good. Um, uh, Brian, uh, I, I worked on a film about a year prior with Mark Savage, the same Mark Savage that Trista's worked with on Purgatory Road. Um, and uh, we shot a film in Florida with Armand Asante and Bill Oberst Jr. You guys probably know Bill. Um, and I was at a film festival for another film I did, and I was walking down the hall, and Brian, I never met Brian, but I knew Brian from from malignant as well gary karens is a friend of mine who was one of the leads in it and i hear this marshall I'm like what yeah, marshall yeah 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 yeah. brian brian Evan. oh cool and so he just he said brian mark told him to call me and he just happened to see me and he handed me the script and he says read it see what you think and so uh i read it and i said yeah let's do this but you know there were some things that we had to go through to get there <clears throat> that's how it happened okay well, yeah, I think you were all great in the movie. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank you. So, uh, I'm sorry, I had a question and I just. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me off. Oh, no, I'm so happy that <laughs> See, it rubs off, Derek. <laughs> My mind just yeah. went right at there. Usually it's me yeah. who gets to that point. I'm rubbing off now. <laughs> were you all aware? Did you all get to the whole script and know about the. The, uh, the twist? The, yeah, I guess you could say that without spoiling too much. <laughs> Absolutely, for sure. Um, you know, they don't, yeah, I, I can't. Well, yeah. Have you ever been? Have you ever done a film where they just handed you sides, Trista, and you didn't know the whole script? No. Yeah, I haven't either. There are guys that do work like that, though. They'll just hand you sides and say that's what you get, and that's all you know. You know. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I haven't. I haven't done any of those, but I know there are guys out there that do work like that, which is very odd. Yeah, that's like a big trust thing. Um, uh, yeah, I knew what the whole thing was, and and I had to kind of. You know, the character was so cool and he and he does such a, you know, he, he, he there's obviously a twist to the character that I'm doing. That was amazing. But, you know, what he had to do, what he had, what he had been party to in the film as a, a character was kind of difficult for me to square, you know, and I had to kind of think about that for a minute because I really am trying to stay away from things that are kind of like that, you know, but it was handled with um, uh, taste, I guess yeah. you might say. Um, you know, and so I personally didn't do that. I told him if you're going to have to do those types of things in the script that I'd prefer that you just have somebody double that stuff. And so somebody doubled some of the stuff, you know, um, I just wanted to deal with the actresses and the characters. I didn't want to have to deal with some of that other stuff. 
you know. Mm. Okay. So, Marshall, would you say this is probably the toughest role you've done? No, no. Um, or toughest no, character? Really. Um, no, I, I've, I've had a couple that have been pretty brutal. Um, uh, yeah. the, the thing with David is he wasn't a tough character to do because the key to David was to just be David, be kindly and friendly and warm and loving and blah, 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 you know? And so... His 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 through line doesn't really take into really go go any go anywhere necessarily until the the last act. So the rest of the time, I mean, it was it was simpler that way. You know, um, there wasn't this deep emotional trauma that was floating through his character, and he was being traumatized, and you know, just you know, all that kind of stuff. That wasn't really going on with David. You know, if it did, it was super back there and super deep. But you know, like. What Brian said is, you know, we got to play David clean. He's got to be clean the whole time, mm. you know, non-spe- non-specific, non-threatening, and just very, just very, you know, very calm, the nice, friendly guy next door. So, you know, that's, there's not a lot there, you know, you had to do that. You couldn't really play anything other than that, or else it would have gone kind of, you know, wouldn't have worked, you know? So. Right. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely made the twist more interesting. Yeah, you couldn't give it away. You could not give it away at yeah. all. You know, and I think I had somebody say something that they, they had a suspicion because of a certain line of dialogue I said to somebody, uh, to Tristan when we were sitting at the party talking about something, and they said, ah, you know, they went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they figured something, and I went, well, that's kind of interesting. And, you know, they were able to kind of kind of feel the layer out there. I don't know how they did that. Mm. But they were right. They were right, but I, 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 they picked it up. I don't know, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, it had to be really clean, super clean, just nothing, just throw it all away. So it wasn't hard from that perspective. Um, it got harder near the end, you know, to put your mind in that place because that place wasn't a good place at all, you know. So Now I'm going to have to go back and rewatch because I don't remember seeing any foreshadowing of, of David's character. Well, you know, if you didn't, then, then we accomplished the goal because there absolutely couldn't be any. There couldn't be zero, none. But, you know, if people that are movie watchers, they watch a lot of movies and people that watch genre, especially like this kind of genre, they've seen hundreds of these movies. And so they're... <laughs> If you're not really slick, they already peg they peg everybody right away. They go, oh, he's a guy that, he, you know, and they, because people kind of turn out the same type of stuff just with different names and different places, you know. This happens in the forest. This happens in the, you know, that, that kind of stuff keeps kind of turning out. So to fool people in this, especially in this genre, you got to really fool them, you know, yeah. because they're, they're 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 trying to sniff it out the whole time. But you you did a, I felt you did a great job with the the dual nature of the character yes it, it was it, it that was what was so fascinating you know i mean i'm an actor if you think about the concept of david he's been an actor for 30 years mm, right, the yeah. ultimate actor the ultimate actor you know under the penalty of freaking death in prison you know <laughs> i mean he had he could not he was the ultimate actor and he was a chameleon that way and so when you read that you go jesus christ this is pretty amazing you know um Wow. Okay. You know, a guy playing an actor, playing an actor, you know, or, or whatever the case. Um, that was, um, that was pretty, uh, it was pretty interesting. You know, that's what I really dug about it. Nice. So how, uh, how tricky was that scene in the basement for all of you guys towards the end? Brutal. It was hard. It was hard yeah. for me. I know Trista, me, Trista, you, 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 uh, you, you weren't exactly the happiest of campers in there either. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, of course, it, it's a very, it, it's challenging, right? It's challenging subject matter. It's cha- challenging uh, physicality. It's all very challenging and intense. But um, but the work experience was good. I, I'm, you know, I love working with and for Brian Lowe. I, I feel very um, safe with them. I feel like the story is so competent. Um, and the way that they tell the story is really amazing and, and unique. I'm, I'm, it, it was challenging, but I'm super proud of it. It's, it's very rewarding. Yeah. yeah, it was really challenging. Yeah, that was probably the most emotionally taxing scene for my character, although you might not think it watching it, but having to be there mentally for that, for what's going on in that scene, is um, it's taxing if you're really putting yourself there. It's a very thing happening. I can see that. It was weird. And was I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the same position for a while, so actually shooting that for many hours, we shot that for like a full day, I think. Um, I, I was in some pain afterwards, but... but uh, didn't we shoot that? Wasn't that like two days or three days or two days? I think maybe it was two days. I think it was two. I think it was. I, yeah, I think it was. And I mean, it was really hot in there, and that was like an unfinished little add-on basement with rust cement walls, and there were screws sticking out, you know, and the, you, could, the, the, you know, the floor joists were right above your head. It was all wood, and, you know, there's cobwebs and shit all over the place. It was, it was a dusty little dingy little room. It was a little spot. You know, mm-hmm. there was not a lot of room in there. So, yeah, it was kind of tight, you know, and you're stuffed in a corner and then Lowe's right across the way, like, you know, 15 yards away with a camera. You know, it's just there was not a lot of there's not a lot of space to move around in there. That definitely helped with, at least for me, to be able to really be there in the moment. Yes. Because yes. it's like a space that those things would happen in. Yeah, it was not a good space for, the, for, for, for anything other than that. <laughs> it's not a place you want to go down and say, hey, let's hang out in this basement. No, it's not. <laughs> so, Hannah, uh, I guess the same type of question that I asked Marshall. Was this one of the toughest characters or toughest roles that you've had to do? I'm a lot like Steph. So, in a way, you would think it's easy. In a way, it is easy because I, I get her right away and I... I can more or less kind of act like myself. I think I'm a supportive and loyal friend, and I'm also interested in the supernatural like she is. But when you're given a character like that, the hard part of it is creating those little intricate details that aren't you, because you can't just be yourself. You've got to be in it as that character. They have their own backstory. And so you have to delve even deeper into that. Sometimes it's easier for me to play a bigger character, something that's totally different than myself, because it's just so straightforward. I, I know what to do. When it's similar, there's these little nuances you have to create. That's the craft. Yeah. That's what, what makes it interesting. That's the fun part. What about you, Trista? Um, I'm sorry, what was the question? What, was this one of the, the toughest roles that you've had to do so far? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, definitely one of the toughest roles. Um, I had, My character has a huge arc. Also, um, just the physical stuff is very grueling. Um, you know, I was obviously doing all my own stunts and everything. 
Um, I also wanted the arc to be believable, so I had to um, make it, uh, I had to graduate it, you know, and obviously when you shoot a movie, you shoot it out of sequence, so to do something um, gradual out of sequence requires some concentration, so I think it was very challenging for me. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an addendum to your question that you asked me, you sure. sort of the toughest roles under um, from a physical standpoint, um, presenting myself physically like that with the hunched and the breathing and, and all that stuff. Yeah, that was it was it was actually more mentally challenging, you know, to throw myself in that kind of physicality because, you know, I've, I've done a lot of movies and I've never came out with an air tube in my nose and shaved half my head bald and did that whole physicality. That probably was the most different physical presentation that I've ever done for sure. From that point of view, the emotional side is what I was making reference to when I talked to you. Um, I wasn't sure I was going to do that. I had actually had no idea what I was going to do for David. I had the script for a couple months and I was shooting another film and I was been preparing it and preparing it. And I still did not know what I was going to do with him until about a week before we started shooting. I was freaked out. I didn't know what to do. And I was watching YouTube videos on people with emphysema or people with throat cancer, whatever, trying to get an idea of how people breathed and how they sounded when they had a tube and they used oxygen for breath. A lot of people sounded perfectly normal. I was like, what am I going to do? And I, um, I was in my chiropractor's office and I heard this sound coming down the hallway and it had this little, it was making this little sound like, like a little a puff of air. But I didn't know what it was a puff. I just hearing this sound. And out of the peripheral of my eye, this hallway, this old guy comes walking out and he was literally carrying an oxygen tank on a little cart. He had shit in his nose and that little was the machine blowing air up into his nose so he could breathe it. And that was like a week before I started it. And I just said this in a couple of interviews. It was kind of like like a, like the heavens opened up and God said, here you go. <laughs> and I just went, holy shit. That's what I, and I just, I never met the guy. I talked to him for about a half an hour and bent his ear like crazy and talked to him, trying to, and, and then I ran home and I called Brian on the phone and I, I said, Brian, it's Marshall. And I, I did the voice that this guy had. He was, cause he couldn't, he couldn't take a full breath. So he was always taking a little breath, to, you know, like, you know what I mean? To fill his lungs. And I did it. And Brian's like, Oh my God, I, go, Dude, I just saw this guy. Um, and he goes, that's weird. I like that. And then, but we also talked and, and he thought that I was a little bit too, I looked a little bit too young, young, not young, but a little too virile and you know, whatever. And so I threw out the idea of shaving my head and going half bald and he went, okay. And so I had never done that before, you know? And so I just said, you know, this is freaking me out. I'm going to do this. And I just did it. And it was very uncomfortable. I will tell you, it was really uncomfortable. It must have been weird looking in the mirror after you did it. It, it was it was so uncomfortable. I felt uncomfortable around people. I felt uncomfortable the whole time. I just it's like it was really uncomfortable. And I remember saying, you know, this is freaking me out. And as an artist, if it's freaking me out that bad, I need to address it and do it. <laughs> I just got to I got to face it and just say, screw it. I'm doing this, you know, and it was difficult that way. You know, yeah, it was. And then the mask and all the other stuff was really strange <laughs> well, I'm gonna ask you you've been known as playing more of the villain or the bad guy D do you like playing the the heel type character or that that villain type character I think it's the I think I think it's the face dude you know what I mean it, it, it's the face 
<laughs> it's the face, it's the voice. Um, uh, you know, casting is kind of strange, you know. They, they just see how they see you. And, you know, you never start out playing, I want to be a villain. It's just you just start getting cast as that. And, people, and it ends up kind of being like that's how casting sees you. You know, you want to be the good guy that saves the day. And they go, nah, you're the guy that's going to freaking beat up on that neighbor's dog. You know, and they see something in your face and you end up being that. Um, lately, though, more often, I, we shot this movie three years ago. Would it have been three years? Yeah. It's been about three years. Um, the last several years, um, I haven't really been getting the bad guy stuff. I've been getting the, the crusty old sheriff or the crusty old detective or the crusty old whatever, whatever. And they're not necessarily bad guys, you know, they're just crusty. I don't know what the hell, (laughs) whatever it is, you know, um, uh, sheriff, hunter, um, you know, whatever, whatever, rural things. Um, And as far as doing the bad guy, um, I don't really look at them as bad guys. The story, they do stuff in the story that's not cool. You know, the writing, he might be a villain character. But I don't even I don't even look at it like that. I play it like I'm the good guy. My actions are bad, but I play it like I'm the good guy. Mm. So you you're, know, you're, um, you can't even though he's bad. You can't play bad guy. You, yeah, you know, you, yeah. People, bad guys don't think that they're bad guys. Bad right. guys just do bad things. It's how they're solving their problems. It's how they get what they want: respect, love, prize, money, whatever. They don't think that they're bad guys. They think they're the guy and they think they're good. You know, that they have to steal to support their family. They're a good guy in the moment. They're bad because they stole, but they're taking it back to support their family. So they're good. So it's, it's not necessarily playing a bad guy. It's just playing a guy that's trying to get something. And he does it, he does it in a way that's not cool. You know, and I have done a lot of those guys and I'm kind of doing less, to be honest with you. I just, I just don't like putting my mind in the bad places anymore. You know, I know it's just a movie and it's just a character, but I'm kind of tired of, let's put it this way. I have an agent in Atlanta, and over the last two months, I've had five opportunities to, 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 to look at projects. Racist sheriff, racist detective, racist um, a hunter, racist cop. Mm. That's all I'm getting. Racist cop doing bad things, racist detective, because I'm white and I'm older. Now I'm a racist and I'm just not doing that stuff. I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, so if it's going to be, you know, I don't know. I just feel like I just don't want to, I just don't want to do that shit. You know, I don't need to. You can't blame me for that. No, not at yeah, all. you know, it's, you got you to put your if you're going to put your mind into this, a bad place. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't. I don't want to do violence necessarily. I don't want to do violence to women, violence to children, and violence to animals. Those are the three things I don't want to do. And this movie is violent to women, but it is very backhanded. It's not like I'm putting Hannah in a freaking room and smashing her with stuff and doing terrible things to her. You know, those are alluded to, and there's a part of the film that might allude to it, but I'm not going to be just blatant. You know, doing bad stuff. I just don't want to do that. You know, okay. not anymore, anyway. <laughs> I can see that. Now, Trista, how how does this role compare to other roles you've had? Uh, is this more of a direction you, you kind of want to go towards in the future, or maybe just revisit every now and then? Um, I, I mean, I like doing horror in general. It's uh, the bulk of what I do. Um, so horror is definitely my passion. Um, I, I work on a lot of horror films. I work on other things as well, but, um, I love horror. So I, I, but that being said, I do all different kinds of horror and I do all different kinds of characters. 
So um, my other film that I mentioned, Purgatory Road, that came out this year, and that I played a serial killer. Um, I have a horror mm. film uh, called The Human Race. I, I play a deaf woman. And this, obviously, Alyssa is very different from uh, both of those characters. Uh, I, I leave in a week to shoot another horror movie. I play a very different character. So, yes, I still want to do horror. I, I want to do good horror. But I think there's so many subgenres and so many characters and so many possibilities within that realm and that's really what i like to focus on okay i was looking at the at your imdb and saw that you have done a film with a former guest of ours that's jessica cameron oh oh jess is a great friend of mine i actually uh spoke to her today i was trying to uh meet up with her because i'm at afm i can choose at afm but um she has a really early call time yeah uh jess and i i, I think we worked together at least once maybe even more than that I, I've also been on her show as well. She's a great friend. I see her all the time because we're both very involved in the horror community. Very talented woman. Yes, yes. Um, I don't remember what film we were talking about at the time. Mm, I but, don't either. Um, but she she was fun when we had her on the show. Um, She's great. She's a great friend. Huge heart. Huge talent. I can't say enough good things about Jess Cameron. So, it. Now I'm stumped with the question. I'm going to turn it back over to you, Derek. Well, I'm rethinking. While you guys are figuring out your answer, I will tell you, if you have not seen Trista in Purgatory Road, she smoked it. She did a fantastic job. I saw that movie. Oh, thank you, Michael. You know, it was um, was the first time I really saw any of, of her work. You know, I know I'd heard about her, and you know she'd been around doing this and that and the other thing. And you know, you, you hear of people, but you never really ever see their stuff. And when when, when uh, Gary Karens, who's the other lead in that film, is a real good friend of mine, and when uh, I was really surprised, I really was. She it, it, nothing like nothing like the character she did in this film. It was a very, <laughs> you did some good stuff in that girl. That's all I can say. Thank you. That means a lot, Marshall. Thank you for saying that. You're welcome. You deserved it. You guys should see the movie. It's 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 it'll 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 make you think about some stuff. It is being added to my list. Purgatory Road, Thank Mark you. Savage, Gary Cairns. Uh, yeah, I have to check Mark it out. Is a, yeah. Very good. Yeah, Mark's a very Mark's a very interesting cat. Um, he's uh, he's super 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 smart. He's a really intelligent guy. Incredibly red and and uh, <laughs> he likes to pick a topic and bludgeon it with a freaking bat. <laughs> he doesn't mess around. He doesn't kind of coddle things. He he picks his issues and he he hammers them. He hammers them really hard. And uh, he he took a he took a took a he put his um, target square on religion in Purgatory Road and <laughs> the dogma and everything else. And he wasn't he wasn't easy with it. He smashed it. It was uh, interesting ride. I'm definitely going to check that out. Yeah, yeah, I would. We're very proud of it. So thank you. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. So what is next for you guys? I'm currently filming a short film. It's a comedy, which I'm really enjoying doing comedy. That's really fun. It's kind of, it reminds me of Echoes of Fear in the way that it's it's a kind of girl power film. So that's fun. It's about three girls and this one night that they go out to get revenge on one of their ex-boyfriends. Um, is there a mouse in it? There's no mouse. No fault. <laughs> <laughs> Echoes has it okay. beat on that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm actually filming that. We continue filming tomorrow. I've been filming this whole week. Okay. 
Yeah, the mouse is Oh, I am, um, I'm shooting a webcam right now, and I'm, and I'm finishing that up, and then I'm heading to South Carolina to uh, return to horror. I'm shooting another horror film, and then uh, next month uh, I'm, I'm shooting another horror film back here up in Lake Arrowhead. Okay. What about you, Marshall? Nice. Um, uh, I've basically taken the year off. Um, uh, I've, I've only worked it a little bit at the beginning of the year, but, um, I'm, I plan to take this whole entire year off, but I've got, um, I've got several films that are coming out that I worked on previously. Uh, Echoes is starting to do it. It's been on the festival circuit for a while. It's starting to come out now. Um, and then a, a film I did last year with Mario Van Peebles, um, I co-starred with him in a film called um, uh, The Good Guys. Was, no, it was called The Good Guys. It's called The Clear Shot now. Um, we shot it in Mexico for a month and a half. Um, and that's starting, that's made a couple of, de- did a couple of theatrical screenings, one here at the Chinese Theater, one in SAC, and it's getting ready to come out. Um, and then uh, earlier this year, I shot a film with Luke Goss from uh, Hellboy 2. You remember Luke Goss? No, maybe not. That's okay. Um, uh, and Louis Mandalore. Um, we shot a film again down in Mexico. It's an action film, action adventure film called Legacy. And uh, that will probably, I believe it's at FAM now, but I think they've already sold it. So that'll be popping out here real soon. And uh, um Another one that I shot for um, called Break Even with uh, Tasia Tellis. She's a, currently one of the stars of that show, The 100. Okay. Um, action, treasure, chase, adventure thing. But as far as like any scripts in hand, I got a couple things rolling around. I got a pilot that's been rolling around. But I pretty much plan to take this year off just to kind of just rest my brain, you know, kind of. You gotta, I gotta, I gotta air my, I gotta air out. You know, I can't, I can't keep banging on them, uh, or else I get kind of tired, lose my enthusiasm. So, I take take a break every now and then just to kind of regear up, get excited about shit, and then you know dive back in and see what's available. So that's where I'm at right now. Okay, good refresh is always good. And I, I have to. Um, I definitely have to. <clears throat> so I work. Mm, I, w- I wish I could do that. Uh, uh, me too. So, uh, Hannah, you said you were doing a comedy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, which do you find harder, comedy or horror? Horror. Um, comedy is, it's all its all been pretty light for me. Um, or, you know, you have to delve into some pretty dark places. And a lot of times we would film 12 to 13 hour days and then go home, go to bed, wake up and get back on it. And you don't have time to kind of come out of it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just kind of weigh on you in your not like your everyday life you you still feel like you're there um but with comedy yeah it requires that from you horror does that to you you know it it requires you to just stay deep you know yeah that's what's so hard about it yeah it's hard to get away from that yeah but if you're carrying comedy into the next day it's like great (laughs) (laughs) yeah you you wake up and you have a cup of coffee and you slip on a banana peel it's just fun (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's a whole different deal it's a whole different deal so one thing i've always wondered is um does does being a part like acting in a horror movie horror movies um has it changed the way you look at horror movies now or what do you think Krista? you go for it um i've been doing horror for a minute now um but i would say yeah i'm probably a really annoying person to watch a horror movie with um (laughs) 
I'm very enthusiastic. I love horror. I watch it all the time. But yeah, of course, when you make, when you do something for a living, when it's the biggest part, it, it's how you spend all your time. Of course, you're looking at it from a different point of view, right? Um, and whether that is dissecting it or just being overly enthusiastic. Um, but definitely, I would say probably I, I still watch it as a fan, but, um, you know, maybe a little more than that. I can totally relate. Being an audio engineer by trade, uh, going to concerts, sometimes going to movies. If something doesn't sound right, I, I become unbearable yeah. to watch a film with like, or, or see a show with. Like, yeah, you that's not start, right. Uh-uh. Yeah, you start picking. You, you start picking. Yeah, you can't yeah. turn your mind off. No. Right. Once it gets activated, you can't shut it down. It's like, okay, this is now a pick fest. I, I personally don't look at them as horror films. Me personally. I don't, I don't, I call, I, for me, they're just dramatic films with extremely severe consequences. I like, it's the same. It's, it's really the same. It's just drama and it's tragedy. It's fear. It's scared. It's fright. It's flight. It's, it's hor you know, it's horrifying experience, but it really is drama. But in, in horror, they chop your arm off, you know, or they slice your head off. It's 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 the same mentality for me. I don't really look at it as horror. I just do it as hardcore drama, it, and then the, the action is what makes it horror. It's the killer looking for ketchup for his French fries. Fine, whatever that is, you know, it's it. it <laughs> that's funny. It's the killer looking for ketchup. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, I, I just, I personally go, you know, and then once you, you know, she, um, Tris is probably, well, I don't know. She's done a few of them. I've done a few of them. Um, you know, you know what the gag is. So it's not, and you know, if the gag is selling or not, when you're doing it, you go, man, this is going to be stupid. This doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you just know. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I just don't look at them as horror, you know? Okay. Well, I know with some of the other films that, uh, that we've had stars from or writers and directors from, the last five weeks now, courtesy of October Coast. Ooh, I want to give a shout yeah. out to Clint and, and the crew there. They've been great. And I want to thank Clint's them awesome. for bringing you guys on. Um, I guess kind of the theme with the last few that we've had is less is more. Do, do y'all kind of see that with Echoes of Fear, that there there's a less is more approach with this film? Well, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, you ha- it has to be that way, you know. Uh, you can't give it away. If you do more, you give it away. Yeah, they, they do a flashback scene in the film, and I thought they did a really good job of, I mean, just the subject matter is gritty enough, you know? So yeah. they don't go too far with the showing of everything. I thought it was pretty tastefully done considering what the subject matter is. Well, that is that is the part that I didn't want to have to partake in, is yeah. the flashback stuff. And, and, and it, it, even with that, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. You know, I, I just... I, but, um, yeah, less is more um, to a point, you know, um, but I, I think it depends also on the genre that you're working on, too. You know, I mean, less is more works, but in comedy, sometimes more is more. <laughs> you know, it just depends. It depends on what you're shooting. It depends on the writing and what it is they're asking for. But, um, yeah, if this film would have been more is more, then everybody would have known exactly what was going to happen and it wouldn't have worked. Right. You know, you just... Yeah, it has to be. You just got to be. You got to be sneaky with it, and and they they were very sneaky with it. How long was the shooting process for this film? For me, it was two months, but I wasn't there every day of those two months. Uh, I'd say most of it. 
Yeah, it got scattered around. I mean, Tristan, you were there the whole time. How long were you on it? Yeah, it's hard to say for me as well because it was very scattered and a bit prolonged. And also, I like went and shot Purgatory Road and came back. And I think Brian Lowe were also working on other projects, so it did take a little longer just because of work. Yes, and and they also um, they they were doing a, they were doing a, a rough cuts for a while, and they figured out that they needed some other stuff to be shot. So all of all of that stuff that uh, you see when he's when when somebody is walking through the uh, um, the caves, the, all that underground shit, they went out to death. They went out to Mojave out in the desert, and they shot that. You know, probably a year, maybe almost two years after we finished. Oh, they went wow. out there and they shot all that stuff and drug that wagon out there. So they just they were just finding that they needed they needed to figure out how to connect the two properties, you know. Um, and they, they, they was it wasn't playing, so they they went out there and they did that. So there was a lot of stuff in there. Now I'll bet you they probably did. I don't know, Tristan, you've probably seen them. I'll bet you they did at least a dozen edits on that thing, maybe 15, 20 cuts probably, you think? Yeah, I don't I don't know how many, but there were definitely different incarnations of the film. Um, and I think that sort of craft, craftsmanship really pays off. You know, the film wasn't made in a week. It, it was a, a labor of love and... Um, I'm so happy that it was. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they. When you have a, a small crew and everybody's wearing lots of hats, it's really got to be planned out really well. And that's one thing I would notice about Brian is he had his story, his storyboards and his story cards. I mean, he had that stuff absolutely nailed down. He knew exactly what he wanted, pretty much exactly how he wanted to do it. It was going to be how they were going to shoot it. And then it was just a matter of, you know, just, just, you know, the normal stuff, having a hard time getting focused and a camera angle or whatever because of the place. But he knew exactly what he wanted to have done the whole time, you know, and he planned it out really well. But when you have such a small crew, it's going to take a while, you know. Well, definitely with the cast, it felt like no, everyone wanted to be there, that there was no one who didn't want to be there. Uh, well, we haven't talked to the mouse yet. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't know if the mouse wanted to be there. Yeah, it was a very friendly and focused set, I'd say. It was a really good balance of both of those. Uh, I think. Oh, one second. <laughs> um, do, you, do you think there's a chance in the future that the three of y'all will work on another film? Or would you guys want to work on another film? Yeah, I would, 100%. I'd be very excited. Of course. Yeah, I we'd hope all, so. We'd love to work on another film. This business is kind of strange, you know. Um, I've done almost 80 films, and I've only worked with one guy twice, and I've never seen anybody else I've ever worked with before. Oh, wow. They just go away. The chances of, the chances of you crossing paths with people is, is very, very slim. Super, super slim. Directors, sometimes, yes, because they like you and they'll bring you back on, but there'll be a whole other crew of people. It's very, it's, it's very, very, very rare to work with people more than one time, unless you're on a series, but on a film, it almost never happens. Okay. But what about you, Trisha? Have you worked with somebody more than twice? Um, more than twice. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's very rare. You know, you get together and, and you do your stuff and then it's done. And then everybody goes off in their own direction, looking for another gig, working on this, auditioning for that. I mean, it's just, a, we're on a constant, you know, it's constant chase. You're always hunting, you know, and it's, it's, it would be fun to do it. It would definitely be fun to do it, but you know, it's not up to us. It would be up to Brian saying, Hey, you guys want to work? <laughs> Oh, you went away. What was that? It's just I, you and me. No. That was weird. Did you see me? Uh, no, I see. I don't see Marshall. 
I don't see Marshall. Oh, there you are. There we go. There you are. Now we're we're back. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know what that was. (laughs) That's very weird. You should have seen your face, Anna. You're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I could see you, and you couldn't see me. You're like, oh. (laughs) Yeah, I saw my own face. I was like, oh, I shouldn't make that face. That was good. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> so, Derek, you got any other questions? Yeah. Was so was was the house as creepy as it appeared to be in the movie? Um. Well, not while we were filming the bulk of the movie. Not for me, at least. Um. But we went back to film some special features. I think earlier this year. Uh. For the Blu-ray, and there were some creepy things happening then. There, there were a few noises. They were explained. Other than that, I mean, the house, is, it's kind of a, a looming house because it's on a hill. So it's three levels and it's all tiered and it has this window on the front that's a little amityville horror-esque, mm-hmm. I guess. So you get like a little feeling, but it's also Brian and Lowe's home. So it feels warm because they're in it, you know, they're both so sweet. <laughs> okay. You got anything else, Derek? Um, no, I think that's all I have. Where can people find you guys online? I'm active on Instagram at Hannah Reese official and on Facebook as Hannah Reese official. Okay, Trista? You can just find, oh, sorry. Uh, I'm Trista Robinson and I'm on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, you can find me on, you know, the usual suspects, uh, Marshall Hilton, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, uh, you know, keep tabs on IMDb on what's happening. Where, I do a lot of Twittering, but, you know. At the moment, where can they find the movie online if they want to know more about it? I, I don't think I, um, you're just going to, uh, Tristan might know this. I don't think it's anywhere online yet. It's just doing its, uh, its limited theatrical runs in certain places. I, I believe it's supposed to start streaming this month at some point in time, from what I read. Is that right, Trista? Yeah, the movie should be out next week. Press releases will be rolling out to um, make those announcements. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's coming soon. Yeah. And I want to say there, there is a website, echoesoffear.com? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on. Thank and you so much. Thank you for having us. And we definitely would love to have you guys back in the future. Yeah, no that problem. sounds great. Thank you. Well, you thanks. can reach uh, Cl- you can reach Clint. Clint's my publicist. I, okay. I think he's Trisha's probably too. Yeah, yeah. Clint's a good guy. Yeah, he's he can, he can lovely, find lovely. Yeah, yeah. He's really he's, great. He's awesome. Well, excellent. Yeah, we've been working with Clint in October Coast for three, four years now. Oh, very cool. Actually, probably even longer than that. And Diana as well. Diana is also equally lovely, both lovely. Yeah, there's a... Clint's been the main front person I've dealt with, but I, I have dealt with uh, Diane's just recent, uh, but Alicia and someone else. I think it was Tracy. Well, I'm so glad that they hooked us up with you guys. Thank you. Oh, it was our pleasure. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, they hooked. I'm glad they hooked you all up with us as well. Yeah, and the, and the film was great. I really enjoyed it. Thank yeah. you, Diane, so much. I'm so glad you got awesome. a chance to watch it before we spoke. Uh, and yeah, and the twist got me, so I was not expecting it. So good job. Good. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. To, to, <laughs> to, to quote a line from Slapshot, Dave's a killer man. <laughs> Dave's a killer man. So, uh, well, thank you guys for coming on. 
No thank worries. you. Thank you very much. You guys, thanks, thanks for having us. Hannah, be good. You too. Nice to see you, Marshall. <laughs> uh, good hearing your voice, Tristan. We'll talk. Likewise. Take care. So check them out. Uh, as they said, the movie's going to sh- start streaming next week or this coming week. The week ending, what, the 23rd? No, week ending the 17th. 16th. Yeah. 16th. I should know this because we're taking Zoe to Galaxy's Edge for her birthday. Uh-huh. Oh, her first time there. Mm-hmm. So she's not excited or anything. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I want to see this again. I have to go watch yep. it again. It was a good movie. Um, uh, people should definitely go check it out. Yes. Yes. I mean, we've not to say we haven't had a good run of films pitched to us by October Coast, but we, we've had a good batch. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I finally found out what movie it was that we were talking to Jessica about. It's when she was producing Mania. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think she guest did a cameo in it, but it's when she was guest. We'll have to get her and Trista back on together. That'd be fun. When, when Utero comes out. I looked it up. That was back in 2015 we had her on. Wow. Four years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow. Well, that's cool. Well, well, I will say this. Next week, no guest. Because we're going to be talking Disney+. Plus. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, have you heard the latest? Which? What? Well, they're offering cast members a choice. Oh, yeah? Yeah. We can either get Disney+, Plus, Hulu, and ESPN+, Plus, that bundle, mm-hmm. for a year for free. Or keep our main entrance passes, which is how we could get people into the parks. Really? Yeah. I'm paying for my year of Disney Plus. I'm keeping my main entrance pass. Yeah, I don't blame you. Because I'm at that stage where mine is, uh, unless I'm blacked out, I could get people in. Mm. I get up to three people a day in every day of the year, unless it's blacked out. Unlike someone like my niece, who was restricted to 16 times a year. I went through that stage. I earned my silver pass. I'm keeping my main entrance passes. So, yeah, I will be paying for Disney Plus. But, you know, it's still a year. Even at even at the slight discount that they're offering the year at, it's still worth it. Yeah. It's still worth it. Now, I wish they would still offer a discount to cast members as well for that. But, yeah, no. There'll be there'll be other deals coming up. Sure. So cool. Well, wait. Yeah, I think they're launching it at nine a.m. Tuesday morning, Eastern. I'll be home. I'll be able to download it. My wife said they haven't even sent her the login yet. No, I I don't think the login's going out till either Sunday or Monday. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So, um. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that next week. And they have added Endgame to it. Oh, did they? Yes, so Endgame will be available on the 12th. There's so much on there I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, I'm just going to say... Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production.